Greetings of grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Laura Alton, Uwari District Superintendent, and I welcome you to this special service of worship offered to God and provided to you by the cabinet of the Western North Carolina Conference of the United Methodist Church. We hope that communities across Western North Carolina can share together in this worship experience over the next few weeks. There are several ways that you can make use of this service as part of your regular weekly worship for personal devotion or as a special service of covenant renewal. As we celebrate the birth of the Christ child and look to a new calendar year, we remember that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen His glory. I pray that this time of worship will be a blessing, a time to experience the joy and glory of God with us, Emmanuel, and a time to renew our devotion to the one we serve, Jesus Christ, Savior of the world, Word made flesh, and Lord of all. Let us pray. God of light and glory, you came to us in your Son, Jesus Christ, that we might behold your glory and experience your unconditional love for us. Today we celebrate the gift of your presence among us in the world. May we embody the presence of your kingdom as fulfilled in us when we love one another, even as we have been loved. In Christ, you brought to us the promise of hope, love, peace, and the possibility of new life, that our world might be transformed from darkness into light. Empower us that we might see with new eyes the plans that you have for us. Empower us to love you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Empower us to love one another at the same time that we love ourselves so that your kingdom may come and that your will may be done on earth as it is in heaven. May the power of your Holy Spirit work within us so that we are able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ever ask or ever imagine. In the name of your inestimable gift of Jesus Christ, our Savior to your world, we pray for these and all other blessings. Amen. Merry Christmas from beautiful Collins Grove United Methodist Church in Greensboro, and from all of us in the Northern Piedmont District. Today's scripture comes from the second chapter of Luke, verses 25 through 35. Hear now the word of God. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, 
And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, this child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Thanks be to God for these holy words and may God today write them upon our hearts. As we gather for worship this morning, giving thanks to God for the gift of his love and presence in Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, meaning God with us. I truly hope the celebration of Christmas has been deeply meaningful and happy for you and your family. Our entire world has been through a difficult year. The pandemic of 2020 has brought sickness, extended hospitalizations, economic hardships, and even death to too many of our friends and family. If there's a word we need to hear for this time, a word that might encourage us and give us hope, it is Emmanuel, God is with us. As we move from the days of Christmas tide toward a new year, our scripture lesson on the Canticle of Simeon may provide some insight into the ways in which we might be guided by scripture when the Apostle Paul speaks about suffering, saying suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces courage, and courage produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us because the love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit which has been given to us. I would encourage us not to move past Advent too quickly. There's a reason why we've been focused and placing our attention on waiting, preparing, and patience. The Gospel of Luke reminds us that Simeon and Anna met Jesus and his parents at the temple as they came for the rites of Mary's purification and the circumcision of Jesus. The Gospel of Luke begins the good news by sharing four songs or canticles of praise, starting with Mary's Magnificat, followed by Zachariah's Benedictus in which he celebrates the birth of his son, John the Baptist. Angels then sing Gloria in Excelsis to announce the birth of Jesus. And finally, Simeon, a devout man, promised by the Holy Spirit that he would not die until he saw the Messiah, sings Nunc Dimittis at the dedication of the baby Jesus in the temple. Of the four canticles, the Magnificat has captured the imagination of composers from Mozart Mendelssohn by Valdi and the most famous version by Johann Sebastian Bach. Luke is telling us that Jesus did not come as a separate, spontaneous gift from God. Rather, his birth is the fulfillment of God's promises for all humanity. Jesus is linked to a people's suffering and journey out of slavery in Egypt. 
God's promises to a nation coming out of exile in Babylon. God's promises to those who live once again under the sword of Rome and are longing for God's deliverance. These four canticles tell the story not only of Israel, but of all humanity trying to find peace, a cure for a spirit of war, longing for healing from a God who will not leave us in our sins. This is clear in the Magnificat when Mary sings, God's mercy is from generation to generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He's scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He's brought down the powerful from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. Zechariah's canticle of praise included the promises of God when he said, this is the oath God swore to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, and to be holy and righteous in God's sight all the days of our life. The song of the angels reminds us that something new has come when they sing to the shepherds, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among all with whom God is pleased. And today's scripture lesson quotes Simeon who prays to God saying, Lord, now you let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared in the sight of every people, a light to reveal you to the nations and the glory of your people Israel. This is a tremendous statement for us today when we can barely think past yesterday's news cycle. Is it possible as we end this year, constantly hearing how divided and mistrusting we are of others, that we might hear God is faithful from generation to generation? Is it possible to hear that a saving salvation has been prepared in the sight of every people for all nations? Recently in conversation with Dean Greg Jones, Dean of Duke Divinity School, he shared how he was running out of adjectives to describe this time we are living in resulting from the pandemic. Dean Jones, like all of us, used phrases such as, this time is unprecedented. This time is unusual, unconventional, and uncertain. As he was sharing with Reverend Rob Webb, director of the Rural Church Division of the Duke Endowment, that he had run out of adjectives, Rob suggested that a phrase we might use to describe this time might be our time. Our time, the time for the church, a time for the witness of God's presence speaking into a fearful and hurting world, speaking into a divided denomination wrestling with division. Our time, a new beginning declaring a light to reveal God to the nations. We can best position ourselves to start this new beginning our time by modeling the spirit of Simeon who reflected a godly life. He is firmly grounded in godliness. Meeting the Christ child was the fulfillment of his lifelong experience with God. Like us, Simeon's a normal person. He's not a priest or a ruler. What distinguishes Simeon is not his position, but his godliness. Here are four characteristics to guide us into our time. Simeon's described in the scripture lesson as righteous, which means that he was considered as one who was full of God-honoring actions. The word is primarily focused on one's conduct with others. 
So Simeon was known for his godly conduct toward others. He's called devout. He was careful about his religious observances. He was faithful in worshiping, meaning he regularly met with God. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He took the promises of God contained in Scripture at their word, and he was looking for the coming Messiah. Finally, the Holy Spirit was upon him. He was a man deeply influenced and controlled by the Spirit of God. There was something about him which indicated the special presence of the Spirit. New birth does not always have to start with a physical birth, as Jesus reminded Nicodemus. For we can all be born again as our hearts give birth to love. Our spirits embrace hope for a new beginning, and our souls give birth to Christ within us. Blessings to you during this season of Christmas tide. Happy New Year as we claim a new beginning, our time. Emmanuel, God is with us. Let us pray. God of love and light, we praise you for the brilliance of this season. Thank you for helping us look beyond our unrest this year to be reminded of your eternal glory. We've needed the reminder of lasting hope and real peace that we find in the Christ child. We've needed the joy you offer in this gift of life. Forgive us when we become so narrow-minded that we cannot see beyond our difficulty. Yet, God, you know that there really is difficulty. This year's been hard for so many reasons. We've dealt with pandemic, racism, economic stress, divisions in our churches, in our nation, in our world. And yet, you still have chosen to come to our broken world while all of those things exist. But your love is stronger. Thank you. Remind us that your hope is not just a hope of a season, but the hope of eternity. As we turn the page on a year that has felt like a wilderness, remind us of the good that can come during wilderness experiences. When we lean on you more, when we seek to be as present with you as you are with us, when we are reminded of our need to be in relationship with you. We pray that these truths may allow us to embrace a new year more fully. We don't know what this next year will bring, but we are sure that you're with us, O oh God. We've been reminded in this worship service today. You have shown us your presence and grace as our churches have creatively offered your love in tangible ways, live streaming, drive-in worship, drive-through offerings of love and support, socially distanced communion, the hungry have been fed, the sick have been visited in new ways that pointed to your grace more than our routines. Thank you, Lord. Please enable us to seek your presence in those around us, especially those we don't agree with, so that others may see your presence in us. 
Help us then to use our kingdom vision to see a new possibility for you to act in our world. We pray that in so doing the sin that clings so closely may be loosened so that all people are able to live into their blessedness. Free us, as our liturgy says, for joyful obedience so that your way may become our path. Our pastors may be renewed by your promise and our churches may be enlivened by your presence. We're grateful for this connection that binds us together and we pray that we may be careful to follow your will into our future. We love you, God, and we offer this prayer in the strong and saving name of Jesus Christ, who taught us when we pray to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.